We love the concept of being bold. I think that it's critical for women in business. Mm-hmm. Like it's mandatory, you know, and especially being a, a woman in business nowadays. But for me, you know, I asked this to the team. I was like, what if, what, what if everybody said, like, what does bold stand for to you? You know, whether it's the word or whether it's the acronym or whatever. And as I thought about it, I was like, be yourself, side of your comfort zone, little by little, do it again. Mm. And for me, like that is bold. Like if I turn around and I ask, I ask myself, outside my comfort zone at all, whether it's in a decision, whether it's in a sport, whether it's in a, in a room of networking, whether it's going someplace by yourself, you know, those are all the kinds of things that are going to propel you forward. Hey friends, welcome to the Good Life Podcast, a show for women in midlife who want to live happier, healthier, and more meaningful lives. I'm Michelle Lamoureux, self-love and podcast coach, as well as the author of Design a Life You Love. And together, we're going to be doing just that. Each week, I bring on world-class experts, authors, entrepreneurs, and also do solo casts with the intention of giving you the time and space to think about what you really desire in your life. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey friends, it's Michelle Lamoureux. Welcome back to the Good Life Podcast. Today, we are talking about entrepreneurship with Stacy Madison, the founder of Stacy's Pita Chips. She has embarked on another venture and we're going to be learning today if you've got a product idea, what does it take? What are some of the challenges? Um, and you may or may not know, probably you do know Stacy's story. She is the founder of Stacy's Pita Chips, which sold to Pepsi in 2006. Her latest venture is called Be Bold Bars, which is a snack bar made with high-end nuts, oats, chia, chocolate chips, maple, and wildflower honey, which sounds delicious. And it wraps simple ingredients and delicious flavors into one amazing bar. Now, after Stacy sold her company, she traveled through Europe and Asia with her twin daughters and returned to launch her own juice bar where those bars were a top seller. And with the help of her brother, they figured out how to produce them in larger quantities and started distribution to stores. However, a month after launch, the pandemic hit, and she believes that experience and being no stranger to tragedy equips entrepreneurs with problem-solving skills, and the pandemic is unfortunately a true test of survivors in the food business. So Stacy lives in Mass, is involved with numerous philanthropic organizations, loves to ski, hike, travel, exercise, cook, and eat, which I also love to eat. Stacy, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Oh my God. I listened to all that and it's like, wow, she must be like a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get the benefit of learning from you because you've had such be a great glad it's not an story. obituary. <laughs> oh, Stacey, oh, don't even say that. Oh, you're so funny. But, but you might want to save that. I might want to save that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I love it right here. Send it to your twins. Like here's, this is uh, part of here, my story. There you, go. you don't have to write it. Just call Michelle. <laughs> Or Allie, your PR person, right? She's, yeah. got, she's got the bio sent to me. So um, it's so fun having you back on. Your 
first story, you came on and told us the journey of how you created Stacy's Pita Chips, how you scaled it, how you sold it, the challenges that you faced. Um, and it was such an incredible and inspiring story. And truthfully, selfishly, I heard your story on Guy Raz's podcast years ago. And I always thought, Stacey, if I had a show, it would be a dream of mine to have you as a guest. I don't know if I shared that. I was probably a little nervous the first time when I had reached out to you. I probably didn't tell you that. So I was so excited when you said yes. And I loved hearing your story and being able to ask the questions I wanted to ask. And um, I just, it's an honor to have you back on because it was so fun the first time. And like I said, it was like, that was my be bold moment, like reaching out to you and then having you say yes. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So um, thank you for coming back on. Thank today. you so much. You're really easy to talk to. So, and sometimes just talking to you, it's like, you know, it, it like things come up that I didn't even realize that, oh, that might, that's kind of how we did it. <laughs> you know? Yes. The oh, evolution yeah, story or like different parts. Um, well, you mentioned COVID and the pandemic. So when you were launching the bars, that wasn't even in the picture. And, you know, let's just start, let's take a step back though first. So just like what prompted you to, to launch another yeah. venture? Like, did you, did you have that in the your why. heart? Well, yeah. Were you, yeah, you, know, were you well, were, yeah. Were you looking for another Like at this point, product? what is your why? Like, yeah. Why everyone, the Simon, yeah. The Simon. Today. Everybody asked me, why are you doing this? And then, and then sometimes I ask myself, why wow. am I doing this? <laughs> but did you have a product like in mind? Like, did you think I'm going to be paying attention to the next thing? Like, cause that nope. entrepreneur spirit was in you or you just wanted you, it came about organically, like with the Stacey's pita chips. It, organically. And, you know, I think that's, that is one really important similarity between the two brands because we didn't go out and, and look for, oh, let's, let's do a bar and let's look for the best one. Let's do da, 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 that kind of thing. Um, you know, just like the creation of the pita chips, the customers that were at my juice bar, right? I had opened a juice bar. And I sold bars there. I sold every kind of bar you can imagine. And one common theme when somebody goes to buy a bar is, oh, which one tastes the best? Which one tastes the best? And I can tell you after attending, what, two decades or more of trade shows and trying how many thousands of bars, I don't know that I, like a lot of them I've spit out. Not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not good. And, that, and taste is really a challenge in, the, in that whole category. So, um, so when people would ask, you know, which one tastes the best, like, eventually, I was, you know, I, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, struggled to find an answer. So went in the back of the, you know, in the back of the kitchen, and was just like, you know what, what do we have? And let's try to just make a bar. And we took, you know, um, ingredients that we just had, we didn't bring anything in, we didn't put any powders or syrups or or anything like that, just, you know, like you would typically need to use yes. to manufacture. We just took nut butters, nuts, oats, chia, wildflower, honey, you know, all stuff that we had in house. And we, um, this is important. We just mixed it, pressed it, packed it, and then chilled it. Wow. And that was one of the, you know, the biggest challenges when going to launch a bar. So this is, and this is typical, like we always kind of, figure out, we always are like, oh, well, this is the product. And um, then afterward figure, oh, well, how am I going to make it? 
Right. How are we going to scale it? That's where my right. brother comes in <laughs> and, and Marin and my team and everything. So that's, you know, that's where, you know, other people have come in, but I've kind of come up with great products. It's the same thing with the pita chips. It was like, nobody knew how to make a pita chip. It wasn't like you were making a potato chip or a tortilla chip. We had to figure it out entirely along the way. And it was, you know, it's the same thing with the bar and with just the simple process. You know, I mean, the wildflower honey, acts as like an adhesive so there's not any syrups in it and you know your proteins are from nuts and nut butters and you know it's not a protein bar because it's not powders but sure there's healthy protein in it it's just really good and really clean and most important is that it tastes good <laughs> right and that sounds like that was the goal when you went back in the kitchen because yeah. you're like well let's see if we can make a delicious bar that nut butter so we were like oh well you know what we'll just throw it in the refrigerator just so you know it stays firm and whatever and and so that's kind of just what we did and then you know which when you're trying to sell it on larger scale it does make it a little bit more challenging but um you know if it's good enough you need to figure it out totally well totally and so um you must have, there must be, and I, this is something that I, I wanted to ask you anyway, because you mentioned all the bars. Is this a competitive space? Uh, extremely. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Extremely. It's it's competitive. And then, you know, even if you do get somebody who loves, oh, these bars are so good and tries them and loves them. Yeah. And then when they went into the store and they'd look in the bar aisle and that's not where you would find it. So you have like this double whammy, this, this, this double challenge. Mm. Um. And honestly, we have completely pivoted. I mean, we completely pivoted. So uh, we've been to try to overcome some of those challenges. Right. Because of COVID too. Yeah. So COVID hit. So take yeah. us back. So you, 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 your customers are loving it just like they did with the pita chips. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I think we're on to something here. Like, let's give this a go. And so did you, you started packaging them up? Or like, so what, what did customers you do? loved it. That's, you know, number one, number yeah. two, um, is that testing the market, right? Like when you, like you said, well, for people, you know, I, I think we, we might've been talking a little bit about this, but for people who are looking to start their own, their own business or for your listeners, you know, um, one of the most important things is that you, know, you may have, think you have a great product and you might, but you have really have to test it and test the market. And my, you know, good, the good thing about what, about the bars is that, you know, I had the juice bar. So people, so I knew people were buying them. I knew, you know, so I kind of had that, um, that proven already. So, you, you know, first you have to make it, then you have to have the product, then you have to um, make sure it sells. And then you have to figure out how to scale it. How are you going to make it bigger? And then, you know, you, you, you get your distribution and then you get hit by a pandemic. So, I mean, exactly. So then what did you do? What, what, like, how did that impact what you were doing? Okay. So I, I, I got to tell you this story because, you know, people think, oh, well, it's the same challenges. I mean, right. you do. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody, it, you know, a lot of being an entrepreneur is crisis intervention. Mm. And, um, we, so we were lucky enough to get into Publix, Wagmans, Stop and Shop, all these large chains with it's the amazing. Bars. You were, yeah. Can I ask, did it help well, that you no, were we aren't now. chips? Oh, okay. So we aren't now. Okay. Yes. 
did when we first launched, we got into all of those stores. And yes, it helped that they listened to Guy Raz on how I built this. The buyer listened to it, you know, and yes. stuff like that definitely helped. Um, so, you know, it wasn't the getting into the store, but then, you know, you have to have your demos, you have to get yourself through, you have to keep your numbers up. And the pandemic, it's like we literally manufactured enough bars. Like it's not just the expense of getting in the store, right. but you have to make sure you have enough inventory on hand to restock when it does sell, right? Yes. So now you're in a couple of thousand stores and you have, you know, a couple of SKUs and you have to make enough for, for you know, to fill it first time and to refill it a second time. So the pandemic hit when it did. I mean, we were we were left with, you know, more than a quarter of a million dollars in inventory and um you know and including and then you have to add on the expense of all of the stuff that you've already put into the stores and you haven't made any sales yet so you're starting like so far like double in the hole in that sense um and then with the pandemic nobody can nobody can um predict consumer behavior yeah None of the stores, you know, the stores all shut down. All of our marketing and our demos went to shit, right? Because there was Nothing. no, that marketing demos, that's in person. In person, in the stores. Yeah. Anybody who does happen to go in the store is just running down the aisle and with their mask on. Clorox. Right, with their mask with, on. They don't want to open their mouth on. in the store. Let me tell you, they shoot right <laughs> past the bars like, boom. <laughs> so what? Nobody's picking up a bar. They're going straight for the paper towels or the toilet paper or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So it's a very tough time. And, and you know, no, we also didn't expect it to go on for so long. Nobody did. Totally. Um. So we, at that point, uh, so we had to recently, we were like, um, well, what are we going to do? And, you know, like, because we tried to hold on for so long and then we had all this inventory. So what we did was during the pandemic, we, um, we tried everything. We were like, okay, we donated pallets product, the hospitals, Mm -hmm. like five different hospitals down in Florida where Publix is. We unpacked every single carton. We stickered every single bar so that says available at public, available at public, available at public. We're like, okay, we're gonna drive it, drive tra- drive it ourselves. And and so we did all of this donation of all of these products. We put them in HelloFresh boxes. We did oh so much. Um, but still it was just like, you know, we weren't gonna throw them away. We we had to, you know, do something. So right. and then um, you know, it was just one thing after another that kept hitting us like that. And we wow. really came to the point where we thought, you know what, you know, it's this, this is just kind of like, um, owning a boat, right? It's a big money pit <laughs> or buying an old house. It's like, all you do, keep doing it, sinking money, <laughs> sinking money, sinking money. And, you know, so we probably sunk so much more money into this than we ever did trying to start the pita chip company and it's all just a loss it's all just a loss yeah. at that point so and it's not for any about the product you know it's a great product everybody who tries it loves it and all the taste is there and you know yeah people didn't get a chance so, to try it people didn't get a chance to try it so um we are now ne- we have now pivoted um and we took we came out of all grocery stores wow. and we're only selling online Okay. 
That is all we're doing. And honestly, when, when I was, uh, you know, when we had the pita chip company, it was like the joyous part of the business was really having that direct contact with the customer and with the consumer and with, you know, being able, having that power to make things right, you know, as compared to, you know, dealing with the grocery stores and the distributors and, and, you know, they, they, they serve a function, but it wasn't my favorite part of the business. So I'm like, you know what, why ask you go back to your why? Why are you doing this? And um, I'm like, oh, yeah, why am I doing this? And why am I doing the part of this that I really didn't like the best? Right, right. So I liked the small business part of it. So that's, um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's I'm amazing. Rambling. No, you didn't. That was actually quite clear. And I'm sorry that that all happened. I mean, I think a lot of businesses uh, face so many unexpected challenges because of COVID. It just literally turned the way everyone did business just on its head. So I commend you for pivoting and like, you know, doing what you needed to do and innovating and all of that stuff. Just so take us back. So did you start, what year did you start at 2019 was Be Bold's launch? Yeah. Right. When literally uh, right before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So here we are a few years in, um, what has been the same in terms of like the growth process and what is different about this product? Cause uh, you know, well, is there different any... is the growth process because the pita chips grew so fast. They did. Right. So that is, so that pandemic, is definitely though. different. Do you feel it would have been different? Um, it would have been different without the pandemic because you would have had the opportunity to be in front of customers. I think it, I, I'd like to believe so. I'd like to think so. Yeah. And then, um, you know, some of the things that are the same is, you know, the the same um, challenges with bringing the product to market, you know, the same, you know, the, um, so you face the same challenges as some of the pita chips, Um, you know, knowing how to make it and some of, and uh, uh, like how to direct the customers to find it in the store and how to, you know, so some of the same challenges that pita chips were more in the deli than in the snack aisle bars are in the refrigerator rather than the, you know, the bar aisle, like the, those kinds of things were all yeah. things. And now it's great because, because we're online, it's really, we can still, we've got a, you know, a couple of weeks you're fine out of the refrigerator, but we still can, so we can ship it. And then it arrives to the customer and they just store it refrigerated. So who are you and marketing so to? Simple. Yeah, sorry, direct to consumer. Or are you also mm-hmm. going to like, I think of like those, uh, I don't even know if WeWork exists anymore. I didn't watch that that show they did on like the the, the founders. I don't know, just, but yeah, like stuff like, uh, yeah, we Like we those co-working spaces like or something. I feel like, you know, they always have the um, kombucha have on tap. <laughs> Do they have bars have on tap? Some accounts yeah, that, yeah. that order, um, we have some accounts that, uh, like order for a corporate office. So we do have, still have some wholesale accounts um, that we ship to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how are you getting in front of the consumers anymore? Yeah. Okay. And so how do you get in front of the customers? Because everyone so right, right now, wants a delicious bar. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, everybody wants that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just a couple of months, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we just started a, like a big social media push. Nice. And working with influencers and, you know, getting them like having that sense of discovery and surprise, like, oh my God, you know, like, I mean, they're, they're bar eaters. <laughs> yeah, they wow, are. I have a person good. I want you to reach out to. I'll tell you after I'm going to write her name down, but there's somebody who, cause like she literally was just doing like 
protein shakes. And then she was talking about like, if you know, you know about these particular bars and I was thinking about you. So I'm going to, I will send you her information. Yeah, thank you. Um, because I think she'd be a good one for you to, to reach out to. So that's cool. So you're doing that avenue that you just launched now. Yeah. And, it, and, and what's different? Well, this wasn't around when I launched a pita chip company. We barely even had websites at that point. So, true. so yeah. And so this whole social media thing and the whole, um, you know, with the internet and with, um, you know, people, uh, buying on like not only not you know buying food online like nobody even thought of doing so that true it's you know? so true now the first time around you self-funded i believe right is that the same time or yes. were you trying to get outside investors are you still doing the same model so the first time around we yeah we never ended up but we just did like um we didn't spend money we didn't have <laughs> right you know so right. i think we got we got a couple of like small business loans along the way yeah um and then with this company um my brother and i self funded it yeah um and then we were like you know toward the end of the pandemic we were like well i mean i guess we could raise capital like are we just going to keep sinking money into this like yeah I mean, how much do, you know, we, we had set a limit and then we're like, we got to ignore the last three years because it was a pandemic. hundred like, percent. Wasn't normal just, life. Wasn't normal. Yeah, not normal life. Take no. that out of the equation. Yeah. So now what is our, because we had hit the limit, like we were at our, we need to be closed. So we had to take that out of the equation. Now you're like, okay, we saw double into it. And then we're like, okay, let's, we're going to go out and raise money. Oh, well, we're not. And then, you know, we were talking about like, I know we have a good brand behind us, but still, who's going to invest in a in a company that's just like hemorrhaging money? I mean, that was the the real hemorrhaging money. We haven't tapped into our secret sauce, like what works for selling the bars. How are we going to get it out to the customers? What are we if we take in money? What are we going to do? We're just going to put more money into something that's not working, right? Like you know, how to like all of those things we had to really address so um now i think we've now year four <laughs> i always said with the pita chip company it's not three years it's five years and now with the pandemic so you know we're in year four but now things are starting to turn around and and to take off a little bit well it's almost so, like it's your year one that is exactly what it is this is our year one and yeah and, you know we're going full steam ahead and you know i mean it's it's rough. Yeah. And then again, you go back to your why, why am I doing this? <laughs> so, Right. Well, obviously you're passionate about it and you know, it's an amazing product. It just needs to get time to get out there in a normal way when life was not normal for the three years since literally you launched it. I mean, talk about challenges. Yeah. Um, failure. And honestly, you know what? Yeah. Failure. <sighs> it's just an interesting word. Like to me, it's never a failure if you tried something. Like, let's say you and your brother were like, you know what? We agreed on this number. We are going to stop. I'd still be like, you're amazing. Like, you did all this. Like, it's still incredible. Like, it's not a failure in my mind because most companies don't succeed anyway, from what I understand. I don't know the exact percentage of them, but most startups don't make it. And you have been successful, though. So, like, I'm just curious how you view failure because it's just such a it's such a strong word for people and one that I think scares them. Like they don't even want to try because yeah. they're afraid to fail. Yeah. And so 
afraid to fail, then it, you should not then go just stop right there. Right. Don't do it. Don't quit because you have to be able to accept failure and to move on. And that's super tough. And one, and one thing, like I can accept failure. Like I can do it. I can take responsibility for myself. I can admit it. I struggle with letting other people down. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, maybe I, well, did I fail at something or, and now if I fail, how many other people are affected by that? So, mm. you know, I'm going to let down the people who quit their job. I'm going to let down, you know, the customers who are on subscription and, and love the bars. I'm going to let down my brother. He's got, you know, I'm not just losing his money, my money, I'm losing his money. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I can, I can see the failure part of it, but it's like, um, that's part of what you're weighing. Yeah. It's not just for yourself. And if you are the faint at heart and you cannot handle failure on some level, yeah. then you should just stop right there. Yeah. Because or don't it start. Is part of the, <laughs> or don't start. Just don't start. Don't, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I was just talking to my brother about this the other day. And one of the things he was saying is that, you know, you have to, um, it's, it's, you have to look at all of the decisions that you make in a week, like 50 decisions. And you have to say, okay, well, the majority of them have to be right, but there are going to be some wrong ones along the way. Yep. Right? And you just have to make more right ones than wrong ones. Yes. And then you won't fail. And right. And you also have to have that commitment. And I, I appreciate what you're saying about not wanting to let everyone else who's also, yeah, yeah, that's huge. I think that's, that's huge. Um, Be bold. I mean, it seems like this is what we're talking about. Where'd the name come from? Because I think the mindset you're talking about is, is one of being bold. Like you, it seems like that's what you need to do. But so why be bold, Stacey, for the name of the bars? Um, Well, I mean, we love the concept of being bold. Um, I think that it's uh, critical for women in business. Mm-hmm. That bold is is what it like like it's mandatory, you know. And especially being being a a woman in business nowadays. Um, and but for me, I, you know, I asked this to the team. I was like, what if what what if everybody said like, what does bold stand for to you? you know, whether it's the word or whether it's the acronym or whatever. And as I thought about it, I was like, be yourself outside of your comfort zone, little by little, do it again. Mm. And for me, like that is bold. Like if I turn around and I ask, I ask myself outside my comfort zone at all, whether it's in a decision, whether it's in a sport, whether it's in a in a room of networking, whether it's going someplace by yourself, you know, those are all the kinds of things that are going to propel you forward. Mm. Say it and again. It's funny. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yep. Be yourself outside of your comfort zone. Little by little, do it again. Love that so much. And I and what made me think of it was. Um, one of my daughters, right? 
both daughters have gone through this, but one of them, I remember when she was going to join um, a ski team and it was mostly boys on the team. She hadn't skied in a couple years, but she's a good skier. Yeah. Uh, the, the girls who ski on the ski team have been on the ski team all, you know, for years and yeah. are, you know, racing every weekend. But you know what? She's like, Oh, I want to join the ski team. I'm like, good for you. Go to, go ahead. Do, you know, you should do it. And she goes and she walks into that room. And can you imagine as, as a teenager or a kid to like go into that kind of atmosphere no. where you don't know anybody, everybody, you feel like everybody's better than you. You feel like all those feelings. And it's like, Oh, so what's, what about us as adults? Oh, do we do that? expect our kids to do, that. do we do that i'm like oh my god you're like that is brave very that is that is great you know and i i um you know and so i cut kind of step back and i ask myself that all the time and i think that's bold i think that's totally bold and it's just, it is an interesting question because you're right we're always like telling our kids to put themselves out there you got to try doesn't matter if it's new but something does happen as we get older and it does lead me to mindset i mean i just you know, um, Thomas Edison had that expression that ideas are 10%, it's success is 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. How true do you believe that quote to be? Well, and, I mean, very yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, that's part of the grit and the determination. And, you know, it's, it's what I was saying about all of those decisions that you make all week long and you hope that you make more that are correct Good. yeah, and incorrect. And, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's what the, it's what the, it's what you've got to have. Yeah. <laughs> what work. other, what other mindset yeah. or shifts or like attributes do you think somebody needs? Cause like we said, most companies aren't successful when they start. Um, you even said like, you know, if you're not willing to fail, don't even start or stop immediately because at some point there's, even if there's just literally, minor failures along the way, or these huge roadblocks like a pandemic that we've never experienced in our lifetimes, right? So it's like no. nobody would have been able to see that coming. Uh, you can't predict some of the these issues or like right now, like for people who are trying to raise money, the banks, like three major banks just like crumbled overnight. Like nobody expects yeah. that kind of stuff, but things happen. So just talk about mindset because I do feel like there's, you've got to have your either certain traits. I feel like certain people just seem to have it. And you seem to me as one of those people, like I would bet on you. Like, you know, when you said about going to raise money, I think you could walk in a room and raise money. Like you're somebody in my mind, people could bet on, especially because you've proved you're proven. But what, what, what would you say? Like, what are those well, mindsets? Then you you, you got to say, okay, am I willing to take on the risk of letting other people down? Yeah. That's what you're doing when you're, when you're, taking on money. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm like, I can, I can deal with failure myself. Yeah. But it's much harder to deal with, um, failing somebody else. Got it. And what other mindset and, or attributes? And do you it's need? the driven, yeah. you have to yeah. be driven. You have to be driven. It can't be, okay, this is what I'm doing. It has to be your life. This is what you're living. It's and not everybody what you're doing. talks about yeah, everybody talks about, oh, the work-life balance. And I'm just so, I guess I'm just, I, I just, 
I failed at that. <laughs> if you want to use that word, I just am not good at it because, but in, in a way it's like, if you're, if you're loving what you're doing, you've never yeah. worked a day in your life. Yeah. And I think that people are like, you know, when you go back to your why and I'm like, well, I kind of am retired if I now have a business where I can work remotely from different locations, I can travel and kind of set it up so that I can do the things that I love to do. Yes. And so it's like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's like, you're not working. Yeah. So all of that, oh, that 90% perspiration or, you know, what you, what Thomas Edison yeah. said, yeah. That, that's part of, that's part of it because you're day and night. Yeah. You live, sleep and eat, dream it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. when you get up, your mind's going, it's not like, oh, when am I going to take my next, you know, I don't know, get a massage or something. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you should be thinking about that sometimes. You probably. But, yeah. Michelle, you probably, I, I know that you probably wake up in the middle of the night with like, oh my God, I just thought of a question. <laughs> I have ideas all the time. I've always been that type of person for sure. It's like, right. Curiosity. It's like, oh, I was saying to my daughter, I have an idea for another show and it gets me excited. I'm like, oh my God, you have this one. What are you doing right now? Um, yes. So yes, I can relate to that. But from a business perspective, like, you know, I do think about like when you said, if your work can be what you love, like there's that quote from Khalil Gibran who wrote The Prophet, love is work made visible. And I love that so much. So have you heard of that? Love is work made visible. No. And I love that. No, quote. I love that. And I think to me, that's the dream. It's sort of the inspiration even behind the show. It's like, if you have that spark, pursue it, even if it's just to add more of you back in. And I, what I'm taking away in terms of like, the attribute, it's, it needs to kind of be a part of your DNA. I think people know they're either like driven and they're like, they're going to go for it. Like they know that they have that and they can live, eat, sleep something for a long amount of time and ride those waves and then manage those challenges. And like you say, be willing yeah. to pivot. And maybe that that's what you need to know about yourself. And if you're not, there's nothing wrong with that. It just means, you know, add more of yourself in and in different ways. It doesn't have to be starting a company. Right. Right. right exactly. So Stacy, we've talked a lot about the challenges, but have, were there any wins that you've had since launching? Absolutely. And we're, we were so excited. I just flew out to Portland to accept the good food awards, which really emphasizes that we lead with taste. Right. And, and we've done an our article in Bon Appetit magazine. I mean, what else says great taste other than, you know, so those are the kind of things that keep saying, oh, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. And the good food awards, it was us in a blind taste test. There were like 2000 products wow. and we got narrowed down to the, one of the finalists. And then, um, you know, we were in like the top 10 and we won best snack. So yeah, it was very, very, very much an honor. Stacy, that's huge. That's huge. And that's so cool. They were all like blindfolded. They don't even know what they're eating. And they picked your yeah, bar. Like, like you had to send in product just in saran wrap with wow. like no, no packaging. So they, on, no packaging. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And I love yeah, that idea cool. of like getting that affirmation, like keep going. Like that's like a little nod yeah. from the universe. Yeah. Like you're on the right path. Keep going. Exactly. What advice would you give to a woman out there? Because I do think one of the things that the pandemic did is that it kind of 
made people assess where they want to be in their lives. And for some, it really is to create something of meaning, but they may not know where to start. So based on your experiences and having to navigate the pandemic with a new product, like you've got a lens that most of us don't. What advice would you give to a woman out there who really does feel driven, but doesn't know, like, I don't know, what what advice would you just give to her about um, getting going? Um, so like, I, I'm trying to sum this up in just in a, a short version, but I, so I think like we were talking about like so many products fail. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons for that is that people think, oh, I have a great product, sell it. And and they feel like that's where and i'm going to give you i'm going to give you two examples you, you broke up at the end and that's is, where it ends is that what you said oh, they sorry. think they're going to it's that, okay yeah, and and they feel like they feel like that's where it ends right but it doesn't end there okay. so i'll give you a couple of examples like the pita chip company first would be you know when you sell the chips and they go out the door you have to think in your head to the consumer's pantry because so much happens between there yeah. they go on the truck the delivery guy goes like this and goes and drops them all the chips break the customer gets like you know Broken like chips. breadcrumbs <laughs> sawdust. by the time yeah. they're in the, yeah sawdust right yeah so, so you have to kind of think and i think that a lot of companies really because of so much the other day i and made me think of this as I was traveling and the other day I'm in the airport and I go to a very well-known chef's kiosk that he has in the airport with his name plastered all over it and they're doing everything that they can from the way that they're dressed to the customer service to whatever behind the counter and I order like a salmon bagel okay yeah, it shouldn't be so hard I pay 23 dollars Wow. For my salmon bagel with the sprouts and with the salmon and the capers and everything on it. Well, yes. the first thing is, is that the guys that is, you know, to think like a, you're on an airplane, like somebody who's traveling, because it's more than just giving a fresh salmon on a delicious bagel and, and getting that to the customer, but it's, you have to put it in the box. Is the box going to fit in the bag or is it going to tip sideways? The guy had run low on cream cheese, so there was barely a schmear on there. Wow. That aside. But the bagel kind of fell apart. Now, now you go to the seat on the airplane. You sit down. Your bagel is – now, I'm sounding a little cuckoo nutty here. But your bagel is kind of falling all over the place. But it's that kind of thing that, you know – a lot of entrepreneurs don't think through to, okay, well, my customer experience does not end when I hand the bag over the counter. That customer experience does not end when the box of chips goes out the door. That customer experience does not end when that Be Bold bar is shipped. Do you know how many places we shipped it all over the country just to make sure, you know, oh, well, if the temperature is too warm in a certain area at a certain time, we're going to ship it faster. 
you know, so that little chocolate chips don't melt. You know, those, those are the kinds of things you have to think of. You have to think of it all the way through so that you don't fail. Wow. I love that. I love that. (laughs) No, I think that's genius. And I think you're right. I think somebody goes, I've got an idea for a great product. Uh, All I have to do is get it into the consumer's hands. No, no, it's everything. Yeah. It's the packaging. It's, it's yeah. How it's received, how it performs, like it's every little bit of it. Um, And especially people are like, I paid this much for that product and it arrives in my home. Like, really, this is, and how much, how much stuff have you gotten from, you know, Amazon or wherever and you, and you open the package and you're like, really? Right. And it's returned within 24 hours. Yeah. It's going right back out the door. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. You're disappointed. And especially if you are paying more like $23 for a salmon bagel, you you know, a salmon bagel. Right. You expect it to be. I don't care how much money you have. When you right. spend twenty three, it's wrong. Something wrong. Your experience should not end at when somebody hands a bag. Over well, and also you're going to be going through that airport again, mm-hmm. or someone else's, and you're definitely not going to be returning as a customer. And this is like part of it. You want the repeat business. From yeah. you want them to have such a great experience with the taste, the delivery, the pack, all of it, so that they come back for more. Like so, that's thinking. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, Stacey, anything I didn't ask you today that you want to leave the women listening with? Um, let me see. I jumped down a couple of notes. Um, so I just want to say that, uh, that future, like, I feel like even though we're living through the most difficult times right now, yeah, that the future is very bright for women. I feel like there are more like 20, 30, 40 40 years ago, career-wise, you know, women being engineers and and doctors and lawyers and like all of these professions, like, so a a vice president, you know? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, we have a long way to go, but, um, you know, just feel empowered by the, by, you know, whenever you feel like, oh, you know, a little bit, you know, look around you and see that, you know, there is a lot happening in our favor. We just have to, you know, be on that rocket and join join the movement to kind of go go that go faster on that trajectory rather than like letting it pull you down. I think that's so beautiful, and I think so needed right now because you're right. I think people are feeling just like the weight of everything that feels wrong, but there has been a ton of progress, and yeah, I have. Faith in your girls, your twin girls who are, you know, just entering college and my daughter and her friends and, you know, their future. And I just feel like these kids are so wise. Do you feel that? The kids seem wise. I do. And yeah, they're so much smarter than we are. (laughs) I feel like. I don't know about you, but I'm like, you know, when my kids were your kids' age, I was like, oh, wow, I can no longer help them with math. (laughs) Totally. Totally. You know, and, and, you know, unless anybody's as smart as Google or Siri. No, totally. And they just seem more like soul. Yeah. I don't know. They just have a, a sense of the impact of things. I don't know, more broad, like they just get it. I feel like they get it. So I'm hopeful. And I think that's really beautiful. Well, um, where can people follow you? You know what okay, they yeah. think? Sorry, but they, they, um, they're solution focused thinkers. Yes. You know, I see that with like my it, daughter too. Yes. It's very like, yeah. They don't just yes. stop at the problem. They're like, oh, well, you know, why don't they just do this for medical care? 
your right. phone. Exactly. Right. They're yes, they're more creative thinkers. Um, I think you're right on that. I see that. Um, where can people follow you? And and so it's a subscription model, which is cool. So like if people wanted to, you know, test out a bar, yep, you can get where it do they go? You can get subscriptions or you can just order it by the, you know, the cart the carton of eight, or you can get a combo pack. You can go to beboldbars.com yes. and order them. Yeah. Definitely follow me on my Instagram. It's um at underscore Stacy Madison, my whole name. Yes. Um, if you don't know how to sell, sell Stacy, just look at the bag of chips in your kitchen cabinet. I <laughs> know <laughs> everybody's got their Stacy's feet of chips. Um, all of the show There's notes. no E in it. Yeah. At right. Stacy underscore at Stacy Madison and then beboldbars.com or, you know, um, at beboldbars is the Instagram. So it's, we're pretty easy to find. Yeah. Um, well, tell so, us about the bars. So they're these nut bars and they have to be refrigerated. How long do they last or can you freeze them too? them out of the freezer because I like, I'm a crunchy person. Yeah. Um, so I love them out of the freezer, but you know, out of the refrigerator, they're a couple weeks on the counter, like two, two weeks. You can, so you can certainly take them hiking. You can, you know, take them on the road trip or whatever, but for the most part, just when they arrive, just stick them in the refrigerator and they're fine for months. For months. Got it. Oh, so, but they can last oh, yeah, even yeah. a couple okay. weeks in the, on the counter. Okay. No, it's that's kind great. Of like, you know, think of it as almond butter or peanut butter, you know? Got it. Yeah. Right. Organic nut butter that you right. get. Once like, you open it, you, if you stick put it, it in the refrigerator. Fridge. Yeah. It's right. It's there. And it's for more months. for the integrity of the bar, you know, the integrity because, you know, it's held together with a nut butter and stuff like that. So, it, you know, it's more for just the integrity, you know, nothing, not like anything goes bad. Right. But, it's, um, yeah, so just store them in the refrigerator and then you can take them on the go for a couple of weeks. It's fine. Love it. Or freeze them and then they last even longer, like, freeze them. like going a hike oh, yeah. or whatever. And what's your favorite bar? Yep. What's your favorite flavor of your bars? The almond butter. The almond butter. Okay. So that's a direct recommendation. And I have to tell yeah. you, so unfair because I don't eat peanut butter. And everybody, there's so many people love the peanut butter because they're, they're a peanut butter I lover. I love peanut butter. And I, I just, do. I'm like, I've never, I've never, I'm the only woman, I'm 58 years, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's actually not necessarily a bad thing that you've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I think a lot of us grew up going <laughs> to school the, with when the whole of almond butter and cashew butter and macadamia nut butter, all these nut butters, like oh, those all, I, I love them all. Right. So that's why I love the almond butter, but um, you know, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let down any, but any of those, any of you peanut butter lovers. Yeah, it's like me, like me. But I'm actually allergic yeah. to almonds, which is why I don't eat them. Otherwise, I'm sure I would love those too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. So yeah, well, I that. eat the almond butter, and my kids eat the peanut butter. Isn't that so funny? Well. So your girls like the peanut butter. Well, all of the show yes. notes for today will be over at thegoodlifecoach.com with access, the links to Stacey's social and to the bars if you want to check them out. And um, thanks for sharing your wisdom with us. And um, yeah, we'll be following you, Stacey, for sure. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration for your life. That is that the essence of this show is to really wake up to what's possible for you to reclaim your beautiful voice and to really learn to love and prioritize yourself. So if you gained any value from any of the conversations you've tuned into, 
make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can do that right now on your phone. And please do consider leaving a rating and review if you have yet to do so on Apple Podcasts. It's actually how more women can find the show. And I really want to grow a community of women who are loving themselves and living full on. So thank you as always for tuning in. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.